That Naturopathic Podcast. TNP. Hello there. Hi, and thanks for joining us. I'm Dr. Cara Denisio. And I'm Dr. David Miller, and we hear your frustrations. This show is for you. This show is for you if you're feeling like your current healthcare strategy is not getting to the root cause or the underlying reasons for your health. This show is for you if you've been told that you're fine, but you definitely don't feel very well. This show is for you if you're walking out of your doctor's office with one, two, three, four, or even five medications without any mention of diet, lifestyle, or a long-term game plan. This show is for you if you've got several specialists taking care of you, but no one is really putting it all together. This show is for you if you believe that health should be part of health care. These problems have solutions. We know it. Our patients know it. And we want you to know it. Naturopathic medicine is the solution that you need to know about. All right, you know we talk a lot about iron on this podcast. It comes up with almost every guest. Which makes sense. It's the world's most common nutrient deficiency after all. So we were really excited when Ferapro reached out to sponsor TNP in recognition of us championing the importance of iron deficiency. Well, let's get right to the point. Iron deficiency is often inappropriately assessed or diagnosed and is very often inadequately treated. Which means it will leave you or your patients feeling tired and literally pulling their hair out if it doesn't fall out first. And often the dose just isn't enough. We have typically only had a lower dose 30 milligram iron supplement available for our dispensaries. So we've been having to send patients to the pharmacy for higher dose products that may be hard on the gut or have a lot of binders, artificial colors, and fillers. But thankfully, Ferapro has been solving this problem for over 20 years with their lineup of intelligent and clean pharmacist-formulated iron products. I love that the Ferapro lineup includes a 30 milligram, 75 milligram, and their high dose 150 milligram iron per cap so that you can have the right dose right there when your patient needs it. If you think your patients would benefit from Ferapro, send an email to info at ferapro.com. Thanks for listening, and now on to the show. All right, welcome back to another episode of That Naturopathic Podcast. This is Dr. Kara. And this is Dr. Dave, and that's it for today. I yes. mean, in terms of guests, we don't have any guests today. I was going to say, that's a short episode. <laughs> and it might be, or it might be really long because we really have no, no plan. This is a, a house call with it's a planned, two NDs. It's a planned no plan. Yeah, we yeah. thought we'd just check in, have a chat with each other. Say thanks to our listeners because I think we've got a lot now. So thank you for everyone who's listening. Um, well, yeah, it's just us for today, and we're going to keep it a little more cash. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was just listening to uh, a, the Tim Tim Ferriss podcast, uh, and he just interviewed Matthew McConaughey, my two boyfriends. And <laughs> that was a very good conversational, like, I wish I had a nice, deep Texas, Texas accent like that, but we can do that. What does that have to do with anything? Just, you talked about conversation. Okay. All right. And we said this would go anywhere, so... It did it already end up with those two. That's fine with me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Moving on okay. beyond hot Texan guys. Um, what do you want to talk about today? Just clinic stuff. I thought we, we, we discussed how we could talk about like what we've been seeing in the clinic and, and sort of use that as a jump off. Yeah. We thought we'd maybe interview each other, see how clinics going, what's coming in, what's happening, observations. Yeah. Um, see where it takes us okay and then we'll try and make those observations relevant for naturopaths and also for patient listeners yeah that would be great but first go (laughs) 
We were going to do a couple shout outs. Yes. So our first shout out is to our new podcast unicorn. Yeah. I found her. You did. <laughs> you you are, are a good unicorn searcher. Yeah. We found Janessa Ray, who used to be called Janessa Bellamy, but she recently got married during a pandemic. So congratulations to Janessa, our podcast unicorn who makes uh, makes our jobs a lot more fun and easier. So yeah, because you may have noticed we've been on a bit of a hiatus because we've been really busy in clinic and trying to do all the things and realize, um, we need to I help. Know. Yeah, we couldn't do all the things. And so we're excited to uh, bring Janessa on. She's going to be doing lots of stuff behind the scenes um, and making our lives so much easier and bringing TNP to you a lot more regularly. And you would all love her. She's like super sparkly, awesome, unicorny, awesome girl. So um, thank you, Janessa. Who else? Um, and we're working with FairPro, which yeah, is really exciting. That yeah. is exciting. Cool. Um, we have uh, we have a few. I guess we have a few episodes. By the time people hear this one, there'll be a few episodes showing Fair Pro as our new uh, sponsor, which is awesome. We're pretty pumped about it. Yeah. How many uh, how many how many scripts are iron this week? Probably a lot. A um, lot. Yeah. Yeah. We've, I've had to change clinic systems so that I didn't have to write things out quite as much. I have one really good yeah. handout, like for for clinic, and it's on iron deficiency. Yeah. So, you know me, I'm not great about doing all those handouts, which I should get better at. But anyway, the one I have is on iron deficiency. So it's, it's just an easy fit. And um, they have a good product, a great product, and we're pumped to work with them. And it feels good as a podcast to have someone sort of in your corner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So lots of new things happening over here. What's happening with you, Dr. Dave? How's clinic going? Clinic is great. As you know, I work with you half the time, so it's great. It's a leading question. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's great. I'm, I'm, uh, I feel like uh, busy and people are still coming during this uh, pandemic. So I, I feel uh, great about that. Uh, it gives me a lot of hope uh, for lots of reasons. Um, so very grateful to all the patients who are uh, still coming in, still feel comfortable. You know, uh, we do, you know, all the clinics are following uh, great protocols to keep everyone as safe as possible, but really it's not just about running around. Pardon me. When, when someone says that to me, like for your safety, I know I want to punch them in the face. Okay. You're (laughs) whoa, she riled up, but you for your safety or the new normal, like don't say those words to me. They're not your favorite. No. Wow. (laughs) Let the truth out, Kara. Anyway, I, I'm okay with that. The problem is, uh, if, if, if that's all we're doing is trying to keep safe, we're not talking enough about uh, health promotion, mm-hmm. um, you know, salutogenesis. So creating health and that's what we do uh, as naturopaths. And it's, it's the other half of the picture. You got, you know, the Louis Pasteur side, you know, the germ theory. Yeah. yeah that's, that's part of the thing, but um, the terrain theory, uh, the idea of, you know, being hard to kill stuff we talked about with Dr. Tina uh, and just building yourself up. Don't just, we can't rely on just a mask and what like rubbing your hands like you have OCD all day. All yep. day. You got to make sure you got enough vitamin D. You're getting out in nature a little bit. You're still connecting with people. You got enough iron. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're, you're doing all the things to create health. It's not a passive pro, uh, process where we just put a mask on and hope for the best. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm not getting into trouble there. Hopefully. No, not at all. And I mean, okay. that's public's like public's health job isn't necessarily about you which sounds a little funny. Like it's not about individuals and their health. Mm-hmm. Like they're making decisions to impact the health of millions. It's very different from what we do every day in clinic is 
making decisions to help people impact their own personal health and not one's not better than the other. They're very, um, they're both very important lenses into health. Totally. But sometimes I think at least when COVID's concerned, the public health angle has been well established and rightfully so, but perhaps the other angle is dropped a little bit. Yeah. It just, it's, it's funny. It's like, um, like Charles Eisenstein writes uh, great essays. I think it, it's sort of an exacerbation or an amplification of something that was already sort of there, this sort of mm-hmm. idea of like, um, you know, not, not enough personal health responsibility in a way. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so we have an opportunity, I think now, uh, and he says that in the essays that he writes too. So, you know, there's an opportunity now to sort of just rely on a mask and washing your hands, like a pure OCD germophobia perspective. And like, which like, you know, if that, if what I just said there is taken out of context and I'm in trouble, but context is uh, important here, like it always is. The other side of the, the coin is we have to work with the laws of nature, the laws of physiology, and, uh, and we have an opportunity now to, to put uh, proactive sort of naturopathic health uh, basics Mm-hmm. on a on a, a higher sort of esteem than they've they have been because they're actually um like a lot of things are divisive right now you can you can totally avoid them eat doritos go to you know drink some beers and put your mask on uh but you could wear a mask too and then also like take care of yourself exercise all the basics so we have an opportunity now to realize and i think the science will come out and show that healthier people who are harder to kill sure are going to do much better with a pandemic yeah yeah and that shouldn't be a surprise but it shouldn't it's a flip of isn't it crazy that it is it's surprising that it's surprising Um, and uh so and guts don't stop in a pandemic either no uh if anything they probably take a bit of a hit from the fear so i just don't watch the news really i don't i watched some news recently because there was an election somewhere mm-hmm. um but other than that i really don't watch the news because it's like it's really terrible in terms of um fear-based programming and then i remember our talk with christina bjorndal mm-hmm. and how she's like i think she made that agreement to just not look at the news it was something yes, to that, that effect it was yeah. for her mental health it's a mental health yeah. decision um and so it's so it's like uh yeah the fear and all that is is going to contribute to some gut issues just as uh, we're not in a rest and digest. We're in a more fight or flight sort of zone. So then there's fallout from that too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Uh, what about, any, hormonal, what any... about hormonal, hormonal health? What do you, what's going on? Pandemic hormonal health. Well, you said there's a lot of pregnancies. There are a lot of pregnancies <laughs> right now. Every email I turn around is, Hey, Kara, I'm pregnant. Can we jump on a visit and make sure I'm doing the right thing? So I, I don't, I don't know why. Um, I think maybe maybe COVID might have put the brakes on some people's trying. Uh, just in, with so much uncertainty, it, perhaps at the time for some couples didn't feel like the right time. But I'm I'm hearing like, well, this is going to be a while, so why are we waiting? Yeah. So, um, so that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, what were you going to ask before I interrupted? You were going to ask something. I was I was going to ask you. Um, just along the lines as you were talking about guts and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, fear and stress. If, if you're, if you're seeing that, like as, as the pandemic, we're in like month, whatever it is, eight, I I don't even know. That's a guess. Um, If you're seeing like exasperations of, you know, 
patients with, you know, long-term I, I think the damage. word you were looking for was exacerbations. Oh, yeah. But I am seeing the word that you said more, which is exasperation. <laughs> well, maybe they're exasperated. A little, a little and slip exa- there. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> no, but the pro- I don't know. I'll be, I'll be honest. I don't know if there's any exacerbation of... of um, people's symptoms or number of people with the problem, but I would not be surprised. Mm-hmm. I would not be at, at all surprised. Mm-hmm. It's a stressful time. Screws yeah. up your guts. Um, and I think it's more stress. I don't think I realized how, how stressed I was through it until I crashed. Yeah. I thought I was good. We could do an episode on your crash. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but not today. No. Um, yeah. It's, stressful in some there's like look there's silver linings always to everything if you sort of try and try and look for them uh not a ton in lots of ways for a lot of people but you know it 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 has some uh silver lining so what have you what have you maybe uh learned or whatever from being put in this uh pandemic situation um i feel like people's or my patients health was already, I think everything it's, as you said, it's bringing light onto to problems that were already there. Yeah. Um, and lots of, you can look at that from like micro to macro, right? From macro, like, you know, COVID's not actually a problem on the health system if the health system wasn't already maxed and at full capacity. Boom. Yeah. Um, and or had a bit, bit too much of an emphasis on the one side versus the other. Or, yeah, exactly. Right? So, um, but 100%, the, our system was already to its max, add mm-hmm. COVID on top, stress. Mental health issues were already at their max, add COVID, mm-hmm. boom, we have a, if we didn't have a major problem before, now we're in real big hot water mm-hmm. for mental health. Mm-hmm. Same with physical health, right? Same for the things that we're doing. We're just seeing... Um, that perhaps it was one thing too far. Um, and then in my population with, with women's health and hormones, it's the same thing, right? And those changes in literally the changes in hormones are something that is stressing what it's stressing their physiology. Mm -hmm. So like menopause, for example, when women's hormones basically drop through the floor mm-hmm. and are kind of stay there, like at those lower levels are kind of going to a natural lower state. Um, you know, that withdrawing that hormone isn't causing the joint pain or the sleep issues, um, or the hot flashes. It's, I mean, it's probably a major contributor, maybe in some cases up to 95%, but it's really also that big physiological change is stressing the body and stressing the pre-existing uh, susceptibilities that, that, that person had before. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that kind of was a big statement from big systems down to it's the same thing though, with our health. I liked it. It is the same thing with health. Um, we'll say it again, I guess, because it's worth saying we've just, the healthcare system is very reactive germ oriented. And again, there's a real, there's a real place for that. But I think what we struggle with as sort of integrative thinking naturopaths is um where's the other side like building you up building building up health so that um we don't have to constantly um you know do the reactive antibiotics or whatever and look they're needed sometimes but there's just no direction in terms of like proactive health other than probably naturopaths and maybe some functional medicine trained doctors who are um let's say it again 
uh, a standardized extract of naturopathic medicine. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's changing though. Like that's why I crashed, right? Because, because the system is so stressed, like the conventional health, like our healthcare system, Mm -hmm. it is so stressed to the max. The people in it are stressed to the max. Our doctors, our specialists, our allied health professionals. Believe me, I see my husband when he comes home from a day of work. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so I'm. But, but those are big. You're, you're. Those are big things you're talking about. Like, but a, I'm saying, but I'm bringing it back to me um, and my patients that that's so stressed that it's not always as effective as maybe it once was or or could be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think maybe. I don't know. That's why I'm seeing an explosion of patients. And that's why I'm stressed and overrun and overworked because I feel like I'm carrying the weight or I'm carrying weightier things than I perhaps would have when I was just. Yeah. We were talking in, about this before yeah. as a possible thing to talk about, which is, uh, and, we, and we brought it up previously, I think in other episodes yeah. where we said like, feel like we're filling in some gaps for sort of good general, uh, good general care. Mm-hmm. good general like family practice care uh, not all the gaps of course um but some of them i i feel like that that's on us a lot more now and so yeah. it's it can be tiring um uh, but that's okay like it's an honor it's i feel like we have like a very honorable I love, whatever yeah, job I'm, it's yeah. a noble sort of uh lucky we're privileged however you know all these all these words but it, it, it is heavy when people are really um they're in rough shape a lot of the time right yeah so yeah yeah and then you have to undo a lot of the stuff they're on. Like, you know, the classic example I always talk about is the people probably who are low in iron uh, and then they're uh, fatigued, which looks a lot like depression. If you ask someone for about two minutes, if they're depressed, they're probably just depressed because they can't do the shit they want to do. Sometimes. Sometimes. Again, it's not all the time, but it's like now you got two problems if they're on a, a antidepressant. Well, that one didn't work. Put them on two. Well, we've also forgotten the the... the original issue there was maybe low iron right so again um just doing a good case doing taking a taking the right taking the time to find the cause right which is which is what naturopaths are sort of um i'd say they strive for uh more than any other sort of practitioner is that true i i think that's i mean that's that's part of our that's part of our oath right so yeah and as you said i think what you're you know we both are like well, we're not specialists. We can't. We do. have a special have interest a in special focus in. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, um, I just sort of. I, <laughs> I I know why they say we're not allowed to say specialists. I don't want to. I know why they say that. But anyway, we have special interest categories. Yes, in our practice, we do. Yeah. Which I said to you earlier. I wish someone told me that in naturopathic college that you should have yeah just you, pick a focus yeah here and learn lots it saved you it. 10 years of i would have saved you 10 years of <laughs> banging my head against a wall i mean i'm better for it i'm very good yeah, at general practice and we've talked about that before um, it makes you better as a practitioner it does. But, i don't know where i was going with this but um yeah we we both have general focus but we also and i think what do you mean general fo- you mean we have a focus, we have a focus. yeah yeah you know, women's health and gut health. Um, and you know, as I was talking about me crashing and burning, because all of a sudden I have this crazy patient volume of pretty complex patients. Mm -hmm. Um, but let's honor those patients who are coming to me and 
saying, oh my gosh, no one's ever put this all together before, mm -hmm. or no one told me that was a terrible iron level, or no one explained menopause to me. Like if I'd known this is what was happening, I wouldn't think I'm dying. I would just yep. understand what my hormones are doing and why this stage of life um, is like this and, and how we can fix it. And so just kind of giving those patients, like just honoring them, um, you know, they're feeling well, the validating, validating in a way, their right? stories yeah. and that it's not a, a it, it's not a fault of the medical system that they can't handle that kind of complex nature that where they come to us, while we do have that special focus, a niche focus, mm -hmm. we're still looking at that from a whole lens. So we are still covering all aspects of health. Yeah. One thing I was going to follow up with that, um, very briefly, basically, a lot of our complex cases could be taken care of with simple care day to day. Yeah. Right. And but yeah. the, by the time you get them, you're putting out a few fires a lot of the time. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, it, there's there's something to be said for the the simple, simple, simple stuff. I, I think I'm I'm trying to incorporate it all the time, too. But then you just you've got your special focus. I've got mine. And it's like, you know, I've got crazy IBS or whatever. Like, so you, you just have to fix that for yes, as fast yes, as you can right yeah. yeah whereas i would like to say do that and also maybe go for you know forest bathing and uh drink you know three liters of water a day that is like you know filtered yeah. and and you know eat primarily plant-based with clean meat mm -hmm. clean happy meat or whatever you know you, you want to say all those other things too but for the first bit you just like just gotta put some fires out here yeah so. yeah and I think I've realized that like earlier in my practice, I would have given meal plans and recipes and stuff, but I'm more of a firefighter now, uh, I think, and, and that's okay with me. And, and, you know, it, it's okay to say, you know, you should work with someone to design an exercise program for you. You know, there are other experts who solely work in mind, body and stress reduction and counseling or physical, um, you know, exercise or athletic therapy or nutrition. So, um, it really is, um, there's so many people that can help. Let me throw an idea. Yeah, yeah. We didn't talk about this before. Uh oh. What do you think of the idea of naturopathic specialties or naturopathic focuses? hundred percent. Yeah. 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 I, I, I think of that because, um, you know, we stay busy and I think, um, you primarily more so than me are focusing on only women's health. Yeah, I've closed uh, my practice to anything else. To anything else, right? But so I still see general cases too. Um, but like today was all gut. To, yeah, today was all gut people. Um, that's what I feel like most, I feel most valuable as. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I feel most like I'm going to give you a reliable, uh, wicked result that you probably won't get many other. I, I feel like that's that's yeah. my thing, but you, you still got, some, got, yeah, you, you got, got some, some swagger. Swag. Just because of, of a history and a pattern of yeah. being able to help people. You just, you know. Yeah, it's it's reliable. It's reliable and reproducible results usually, um, but you still, I still see the the general cases too. Where was I going with that? Hmm. I had an idea, and it's completely really, gone you, while we were recording. You prefaced it too by like, "Hey, we didn't talk about this." I did. Uh, I felt like you were gonna bring in a hot topic or something. Well, I could just, you know what? I'll just close out the embarrassing uh, sort of last thirty five <laughs> seconds of embarrassment by saying uh, it does help to have had the, the uh, beginning of our practice being generalist uh, and the, and the um, evolution 
into being more focused because as you become more focused, you still see the general things con uh, contributing to the focus. And now I remember what I was going to say. Oh, good. I send all my people to you for hormonal issues and you often send uh, people who have frank uh, symptoms of digestive problems to me. Um, and that has been very interesting to me, mm -hmm. right? Because it's not like I can't handle a little bit of hormones. And it's like you can't handle a little bit of guts, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. But it's a very interesting thing that I would not have foreseen uh, in the past. And, and that's what sort of led me. And, and the happy sort of, the happy sort of uh, environment that happens with you and me feeling like, ha, I sent you to the, the best person for that. Yeah. And then they maybe come back for you for whatever. Yeah. But you've, you've sent them to a more uh, appropriate or whatever uh, naturopath. And so that's sort of what made me think, I've never really talked about this with anyone else, but like sort of made me think, wouldn't it be good to have like sort of subspecialties or specialties within um, a holistic care? What do you think? Yeah. Still, I think 100%? it'd be great. Yeah. I, I think, you know, our, our professional associations are not associations. It's, it's kind of done, but then I think it was, a you know, cause we have one for oncology, like the Fabno, mm -hmm. um, but there were issues, there well, were regulation careful, issues yeah, there. Regulatory wise, that, that, that brings us back to that special interest as opposed to saying, because we board can't say, certified or, yeah, or we can't say we're specialists. Which is bollocks, but whatever. Um, <laughs> but I get why they're doing it. Okay. I do. Don't you? You should see why? the look she's giving me right now. <laughs> Fired up. Um, yeah, I get what they're saying, but yeah, I, I think that would be a great idea is to, is that we could within our profession, maybe refer for specific sort of conditions, even though you treat people holistically, it's kind of like a paradox mm -hmm. you have, there's like something they're coming to you for, which is probably like a very, um, ac maybe not acute, but like, it's clearly Specific. specifically that, that is like boiling over. Mm -hmm. You treat that with possibly very skilled uh interventions specifically for that but they still have to do the other stuff and you still have to look at the whole case mm -hmm. yeah and i think just again bringing it back to any people listening who aren't practitioners i think that's where it gets confusing for people right like it's like where do i go like who can help me with mm -hmm. all of this mm -hmm. and i feel like that's maybe why i'm I'm busy or, or naturopaths are getting busier because I sometimes feel like, I mean, while I'm doing my specialized, like I'm doing my woman's health and hormone things, I feel like one of the other assets that we can bring is that, um, that coordination of care, right? Like that coordination of, okay, here's what I'm seeing this, you have to talk to your doctor about, and this is what you're going to ask them because I think this might be happening. Right. And they're like, they wouldn't have known what to ask or if that was actually a problem. Um, so a I clunky though. It is. Right. I yeah. I feel, Cause I, I feel you there. I, I agree wholeheartedly. I just feel like the infrastructure isn't set up for the patient to have a smooth transition. It's even hard for us too. like, I wrote a couple, I think I wrote a couple letters this week and it's like, I hope they fall on the desk and get, mm -hmm. you know, uh, taken care of. They won't, um, they won't hit home. I don't think with the same, uh, uh, oomph as like a, a referral from a GP to a specialist or whatever. But, um, I agree for the, for the patient side of things, this, this, uh, coordination of care, uh, like, well, or just feeling like they have an ally, right? Yeah. You know, and it, they know I care. 
Yeah, right? you advocate, right? You advocate in, in a sense, you advocate for, for your patient. And that shouldn't be, <laughs> that shouldn't be a rarity, mm-hmm. but I think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so having someone who understands, who can interpret medicine, mm-hmm. might not have all the answers, but can at least, uh, make some sense yeah, of what's sure. happening and coordinate and bounce ideas off the patient and ask what they want and kind of decide on together what some next steps could be. Um, I think that's really valuable and I don't know where else that's happening. Mm-hmm. No, it's super valuable. Yeah. Even just those discussions that you can have with your, with your naturopath, um, a lot of good stuff comes up and I think we validate and then they can, cause there's like a power there's like, well, that's why we have all these special rules, right? Like, cause there's a power differential with any sort of healthcare. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it can be empowering for people sometimes. I, I guess I undervalue that sometimes is that we're just, we honestly can be very helpful in advocating and empowering and uh, validating uh, concerns and questions that patients may have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And as I said, I had a, cu- a couple of referrals from gynecologists this week, which was like, literally clapped when I saw it on my intake form. Uh-huh. Um, and I knew from a couple doctors this week too. So I do see things are changing and I think perhaps, you know, just like my husband knows the system's cracking, they're not keeping up and why not call in the reinforcements, call in a great physio, call in a great chiropractor, mm-hmm. you know, call in a great counselor, call in some great naturopaths. Like, you know, let's get all together and, you know, think about health a little bit more broadly. Yeah, I refer, I think I've said it before, I refer out more now than ever before, because it does, uh, once, once you realize uh, the whole, the whole spectrum of health, you realize you can't be everything actually. And that's something else we talked about earlier was like, um, you know, when we were taking on a bit of like the old GP's job in a way, maybe, um, or maybe we just feel like that. But I, I think, I think you're right. I think we are taking on some of the old. Yeah. Think about an old GP. They went to your house. They did, they did yeah. home visits. They spent longer time. They had like, long I remember, time. Even when I was, uh, I had a great doctor when I was young, Dr. Shepard, and I feel like we had longer, mm-hmm. say some jokes. He was funny. He was he a great your clinician. Mom, probably. He knew your yeah, siblings. Exactly. He knew the whole family. He didn't refer out as much either. I think he took more on um, himself. He, he took on more of the care himself and sort yeah. of like refer out, refer out, refer out, mm-hmm. specialist, specialist. Um, He'd so, ask you how your soccer game went. Yeah. You know, just, I mostly remember him being funny. Yeah. He was great though. Good. I mean, like, yeah, great clinician and, and great guy. And, and um, I feel like we, we help in, in that way a little bit, but now um, I feel like, like, in a we've come into our, in our, into our sort of respective, we can't say specialties, but our areas of focus. And we realize that it's hard to be good at everything that's part of getting good at your thing. And, and then that sort of uh, empathy has to be uh, given to doctors who, um, my God, that would be difficult to be, <laughs> to know as much as you know about hormones, as much as I know about gut anatomy and, and stuff, and, and then also be able to do surgery and also be, to know all your drugs and also to know, uh, you know, to go do a couple uh, days at the ER and then also to do this. And, you know, like that's, that's hard to be, Mm-hmm. they got to be a lot so um before patients and everyone starts you know slagging doctors too much it's hard to be good as a generalist i think right yeah like it's hard to know enough about everything to feel like super 
damn confident and competent in everything. Right. So I don't know. I, I think that makes the, 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 this is related to the, the difficulty of GPs jobs in a system where they have to make a decision probably within like seven minutes mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> on every, whatever comes through your office. Yeah. It's tough. So, yeah. Okay. Any final Final thoughts. Oh, I'll on- share. I'll share my thing. I was going to talk to. You. I see a lot of people recently. This is going to be so random at the end. I know, but it's, what, it's been a very random episode. Well, it is. It is what I wanted to talk about before, so I'm going to say it anyway. Um, anyway, people out there who have undigested food in their stools. Yeah, I just went there. I just went straight to it. Yeah. You're ending. <laughs> okay, so people who have undigested food in their stools, I often. Uh, think that it's probably a problem with their large intestine or or their their rectum or the part of the body that has to do with pooing, right? But what I've found is that it's usually a problem with uh, upper GI problems, so more a problem with the lower part of the stomach, the pylorus. The pylorus opens too fast; it goes through. Okay, too hold fast. on, Doctor Dave. Can what? you please explain what the pylorus is? Okay, the pylorus is a, like a, well, the pyloric valve is like a, a valve that holds things in the stomach for a period of time, so that the stomach can do its thing in its crazy acidic environment, break stuff down like crazy. And if it, if that pylorus doesn't hold it in, it just goes through. Foomp. It's like the anus of the stomach. Oh God. Well, oh, it's okay. It's like a stoplight. It's yeah. like traffic lights, yeah. but it is sort of like the anus of the stomach. If you really want to call it that. I just did. You did. Thank you for lightening up my poop talk. Anyway, the, so, so this is just a thing I've, I, I've seen it happen. Uh, I've seen this pattern in many people in the last couple of weeks or a few weeks, and I can't help but share it. It's just coming out of me, just like the undigested food comes out of people uh, too fast. So if you have uh, that problem, talk to your naturopath or the naturopath who's listening, uh, look higher up in the GI than where you might uh, instinctively look, which might be the colon and intestine. It might be a problem with the stomach, letting things go too fast and then boom, all the way through and out in the toilet. It goes, wow, why would I end with that? It was an explosive ending. It was explosive <laughs> ending. It just came out. Anyway, I hope it, that's a little tidbit of hope. It's a good one. Yeah, it, it is a good it's one. It's good. But therein lies the most random episode ever yeah. on TNP. Thank you for listening to the most random episode with the weirdest ending ever. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. Is that it? Yeah, I think we better stop there. Okay, let's stop. My okay. endings. Yeah, let's just let's just stop there. That, All right. That's it for today. Thank Over you and so out, much. everybody. Take care. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>